0: You're listening to the Real Estate Radio Hour, the show that brings you unfiltered stories and insight from the Twin Cities real estate world with your hosts, Chris Rooney, broker at Remax Preferred, and Andy Presky, leader of the Preferred Home Team at Remax Advantage Plus. Hey, buenos días. Wow, it's not kind of bright in here, is it?
1: Not too, not too bad.
0: Well, it's better. You can't see me. That's good. All right. Where's Andrew? I heard
1: gonna... Yeah, he should be coming from his, his car. So he'll be in the passenger seat, luckily, and uh, we'll get the party started with him. Yeah, we'll
0: see if he's legal. That's for sure. Cool. We're back at it. Everyone's sick. So I think everyone's getting back to work finally. At least yeah. we are.
1: Yeah, New Year. I'm excited. Some of us thought the show wasn't going to go on, but it's magically happening.
0: Someone, uh, someone forced it. I think
1: <laughs> that, that might be you. I got, uh, a fun thing going on tomorrow. I'm going to one of the, uh, notorious slums of Latin America. You oh, have to boy. go by cable car, to this little Bogota, like favela. And, um, I'll have a, a guided tour, so I'll be safe hopefully, but, uh, each day like a hundred thousand people take one of those cable cars from the slum to the city to work I mean it's it's crazy so I'm gonna vlog it and and learn a a ton about it wow
0: and so they welcome guests I suppose they make money that way
1: yeah it was 44 dollars for three hours but they're gonna feed you and give you some drinks and then obviously protect you and then uh one of the people we're with is a community leader so yeah, none of us are going to get robbed. Supposedly it's done through Airbnb experience. Normally I like to go into these things by myself and, and yeah. have adventure, but I, am playing it safe on this one.
0: Smart move. Smart move. Well, cool. Well, what, yeah, are we you
1: what are you seeing in this market?
0: <laughs> I'll tell you what we're getting, uh, I mean, the interest rates are obviously improving. And uh, there's not a lot of inventory on, and I've talked about it so many times on here about how important inventory is. So um, we have less buyers, but less inventory. So that makes the market still good and um, met with uh, already two people uh, this year to kind of get stuff rolling. Um, I, I'll tell you what, what I suggested to both of them, and we're actually listing one uh, tomorrow as well. But I suggested that we get on the market as soon as we can, because it's one of those. uh, Oh, that was you. Okay. Um, I got to turn my phone off, but um, I'm recommending that they get on the market soon because again, because of the inventory that we can get people uh, hopefully in there. Um, I just had a client call me on another house and it sold on multiple offers uh, before he was able to uh, be back in town to see it. So. I'll tell you, it's, uh, who knows, we're probably in for another roller coaster, so.
1: Well, speaking of that, I saw this on Twitter. Um, How do you think this affects home buyers? So the math for buying a house no longer works. Cost of renting versus owning. Obviously this is national, but um, as you see this little chart here, average monthly new payment is, uh, home payment is way up there and average monthly new lease payment is lower. Well, I'll tell you what, Nick. I had uh,
0: a year ago. I have a rental on the market right now. It's a house that I own that would have been last year rented in a millisecond, and I've got uh, in a month I've gotten one showing on it. So I don't I don't necessarily know if that's if that's the case, or people are just hunkering down. I mean, obviously, over the winter time it, there is a hunker down effect uh, that is happening. You know, um, that happens. I should say at this time but um that that's just a a little unusual obviously payments are higher uh than maybe what you can get for rent and uh if people are not getting their rentals filled then they're you know maybe dropping the rent and then it works out better for them so andrew what up
1: (laughs) he's back he's back if you can go this way andrew press you go this way if you can okay yeah Whoa. oh yeah sexy. Look at the size of that sexy
2: not sexy huge
1: hey you're you're lagging a, a little bit how's your is your data in a bad area or no
2: we'll see we'll just i'm driving right through okay. the middle of the Twin Cities on at t that's an endorsement or a, a bash
0: <laughs> you were just talking about the, talking- the market Andy what are you thinking
2: well man i tell you i think we're gonna see it picking up i think that the uh luxury market you know or higher end market is for sure um you know uh, changing i think we're seeing you know more activity again or or continued activity i should say um how about you
0: yeah i was just saying that um we're talking to people i'm telling them to get their house ready as soon as possible i mean Again, with low inventory, I was just saying that there was a, a buyer of ours that didn't get in town in time and lost out um, on a place that ended up having multiple offers on it. And okay. uh, so, yeah, I think things are moving. We're getting uh, lots of calls to kind of uh, do stuff. Actually, it started really between Christmas and uh, New Year, is when
2: yeah.
0: uh, we started the calls started really coming in. So, okay.
2: Yeah, we, uh, we'll- you know what's funny is that you and I have been saying this for years, but. Uh, you know, when you get towards that holiday season between Christmas and New Year's, all the online traffic just goes bananas. And you start seeing more clicks. You start seeing people responding to ads. We're having people because they have the time to do it, right? And they're now you're thinking of the new year, the new house. You're excited. And uh, so, anyway, so that's it's an interesting time of the year for sure.
0: Yeah. I had to add another uh, focus light on me. Do I look tan now? Y- you look amazing. It's a soft light bulb.
2: I'm trying Thank to use you. a filter right now to make my look stuff look old and fat, so it, it looks you, like it's doing great.
0: Can you do? I've been I've been seeing that people doing filters on videos. I'm like,
2: what? Yeah, uh, Nick controls all that. We don't have any access to that.
0: Yeah, Nick, why don't you put a filter on us?
1: Hey, no. hey I found it. Huh? What's that? Would you say, Andy? You were gonna say something?
2: Oh, I just was saying that we had uh, we had those. Nick controls all of our filters
1: my salary's got to go up boys inflation if you want to look pretty on here i'll, I'll do it production wise but hey <laughs> yeah i found another uh photo on twitter we showed one recently or before you came on andy but this is okay. kind of funny. here is this how you guys are seeing buyers <laughs> yeah, i
2: don't know
0: i think i think the sellers are are feeling uh, the crunch a little too. Um, I was just at one yesterday where uh, they were thinking they were probably more around 450. And I'm like, hey, you're more 475 to 500 uh, and getting that. So I don't know. I'm, I'm seeing a little more. Um, I, I've been actually higher on three of them of what people think. I've been three and, I'm, and I'm, I don't tell them just because it makes them feel good. I tell them because that's what I, I really believe it is. And um, so I, th- I think they're, I don't think they're 2021 thinking that's gonna sell. How about you?
2: Yeah, I had one last week where we had the, uh, they were watching the market go up, 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 up. And so they decided to take a home and, and, and renovate, right? And so the, the idea there was is that they thought they could make, you know, brand new kitchen, brand new bathrooms, all new flooring, all new $75,000 with the Anderson windows and beautiful stuff, right? And they thought the market was gonna keep going and that this would just kind of blend right in. Well, they're about 120,000 short of where the market is right now. They oh. overimproved too fast. The market was not moving quite at the clip. And that's one thing I'd say to you guys that are listening to the show, talk to your real estate professionals early and often so that you guys have that advice because it is a, it is a problem when you guys don't have um, somebody guiding you it is. It can be a nightmare, and all of a sudden, you can make a hundred thousand dollar mistake, real easy.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. It, that kind of brings up a, a, a flip, and what you do on flips. And it's great to put in windows, um, but only if they really, really need it. If they don't need it, I mean, that could be some very expensive costs that you're not going to get money back on. If you think about windows. And I mean, in that case, where Andy, if they put in $75,000 worth of windows, they could have total, total new kitchen with high-end appliances, great countertops, and all new flooring, and uh, which would have gotten them a heck of a lot more money, unless the windows were falling apart. But sometimes it's not uh, the wood components, it's the glass, and you could replace the glass. I remember one house? We uh, replaced 13 panes of glass because their wood was in good shape. but the the seals had broken, and uh, oh. you know, they were going to get all new windows. And I'm like, we don't need to do that. And for like 13 panes, it was like four thousand dollars, and uh, made the whole difference. I mean, sold it right away. And so, yeah, it is. It is important to talk to somebody that knows what's happening in the market when when you're doing this stuff. And what you think is important, and what a buyer thinks, are two different things usually. So.
2: yeah
1: okay Hey, i got some more news happening in the market some sad news um pay our respects to uh kelly doran did you guys hear uh, oh, wow you? yeah he he died he wasn't even that old
2: he's-
0: yeah 66 yeah god yeah he he's done a few things yeah so his, kid, his kids his kids taking over look at that portfolio over a billion dollars
2: yeah, a billion,
0: yeah. Wow, yeah. They were kind of the apartment people, weren't they?
2: Oh yeah, high end yeah, apartment.
0: Yeah, did some nice stuff. No, that's too bad. It is too <laughs> that's bad. too bad.
2: Yeah, my clients that uh, works for him and his employees don't like him; they love him. What's that? One of my clients works for him as a landscape architect,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and she said they don't like him; they love him. Oh really? <laughs> yeah
0: so a good guy too
2: very good guy yeah
0: i never knew him so i would heard
1: of him but i didn't know him hey, and just make sure you don't cover your uh, speaker to the the volume yeah well
2: there's background music on too that's cranking in my cell phone here music yes
1: nice
0: well I your driver you. your driver needs some entertainment too you know <laughs> there it is There's the driver look at her tenant too she's learned. she knows how to drive too oh she's drinking uh, yeah that's good that you're watching <laughs> my car my car now has a dash camera i don't like that at all you know, like oh, she yeah. records it's like looking at me the whole time i'm like turn that damn thing off
1: I'm oh tired. i'm sure yeah hey that's i correct. got this little reverse uh mortgage vulture scam i want to hear if you guys have heard about this or, or- a reverse mortgage vulture scam.
0: First of all, Andy, why don't you say what a reverse mortgage is?
2: Uh, reverse mortgages are really a, a great tool for people when they're looking to um, get some of the equity out of their house and, or take the pressure off of having a mortgage where we I mean, have reverse mortgages can be where they pay you. So you live on that equity or you use it for whatever you wish, maybe whatever that might be. Um, they also use reverse mortgages for purchase. So you can sometimes even end up with a fixed income, you can look like you have a, a, a big income, buy a new property. Maybe you want to go to.
0: He kind of seized up there, though, but he's he's right on. And I'll tell you what, a lot of times when you um, use a reverse mortgage, and the reason people use a reverse mortgage is because they don't want to have that payment. So it's the opposite. It's kind of like, hey, of an equity line. So if you do an equity loan and uh, on that equity line, all of a sudden it says, hey, you're going to borrow $10,000, you are going to pay me 300 a month. They don't do it like that. It basically pays the owner the money. And then it takes away the equity of the home. So sometimes people can uh, get kind of upside down and if the market turns, you know, they're, yep. they're not set up as good. But um, let's see the question and see if we can answer it all right well it's seven o'clock and a woman knocked on the door my brother spoke with this woman outside she wanted to come inside she didn't and discuss plans for a mortgage with the, the mother um she didn't meet with the mother only the brother she claimed to have called my mom multiple times but that's false we're not behind or anything on our mortgage and this woman isn't linked to the mortgage bank my parents are associated with is this a thing that gets you um with another lender or a bigger scale <clears throat> no it's just i mean I mean, if she's accredited, there's not everyone can do uh, those types of mortgages. That's the one thing. Um, So it's one of those things that, I mean, you have to, you want to really go into it. If I was your mother, I would be talking to an attorney to see if it's the best thing, but never know. It, it, It could be a good thing. I mean, a lot of people use it. We used to talk about that on the radio show quite a bit. They did those reverse mortgages a lot and, and they yeah. really worked for people. It's the one that what Andy was talking about when he kind of went out there um, was that's a lot more um, intricate <laughs> than yeah. just, you know, going on your own home, but buying on a reverse mortgage is uh, is a thing that you, you can certainly do. But on this mortgage, they do use your age to tr- figure it out. So it's kind of like they're thinking, all right, if you're, so the older you are, the better that um, reverse mortgage is, actually, because they're planning on you dying sooner. And then so their liability isn't out there as long. So it's it's kind of interesting. So no, I don't think it's a scam. I mean, this person might be scamming if they're she's saying she's calling your mom and your mom never talked to her. Well, that's two different things. But I think that yeah. is something to watch for. People do look at that. And people that have um, no mortgages, it's a great way for them to be able to get some money um, rather than uh, barring it or living you know like a popper for the rest of their life so
2: yeah I agree can you guys hear me good when I'm way back like this yep yeah because I was trying to hold the camera and it just wasn't working
0: yep nope you're good okay so so I think we answered that one
1: uh, I got a couple um uh, social media reacts here one's funny actually both are, are pretty funny and one is uh Kind of how many of people think of the realtors and why they want to replace them.
2: Oh Good morning, everybody. Good morning. My people, my friends, this is Caleb, your broker. we here on the second day of 2024 and we want to speak with you. You know, I know your dream is to buy your house. You don't want to keep living paying rent or paying mortgage for other people. So the first thing you need to do, the first thing you need to do, every $100 you got earn, every 100, you have to leave with 70, seven zero, and you have to take 20, to, zero to save for your down payment. Tower to Purchase.
1: What? <laughs> I couldn't
0: hear any of that. 70 70 something i don't know what the heck that was
2: okay hey, I couldn't, guys yeah it's me
0: that's probably not a that probably wasn't a video that's probably going to get a lot of people and much to, uh, to to purchase gotcha i have no idea nick what that was about so maybe you can enlighten us because
1: we don't figure these things out i don't know he's a realtor in my miami and um I found his video and I thought it was uh, it was interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, quite interesting, so.
3: Three uh, things so. that are making your house look cheap as on a luxury interior designer. The amount of time I see these common mistakes in my client's home is insane. Here is what to avoid in order to not make your house look like a piece of shit. The first mistake to avoid is gray wood floors. Builders put this in every single home that they make. It looks super basic. It sucks the life out of any space that you have and immediately devalues your space. Nine out of 10 times we end up ripping it up, so just avoid it from the beginning. The next thing to avoid is furniture sets. There is no reason in 2023 why your nightstands, dresser, bed, every single piece in your room matches. That is, It just makes the room feel like you went to one store and bought everything. It doesn't feel collected, it doesn't feel designer, it doesn't feel high-end. So avoid furniture sets at all costs. I would say just choose one piece from the collection and stick with that. Let me tell you a secret. That mass-produced artwork that's sitting at HomeGoods is not going to make your space look like a designer did it. For the same price, you can easily find some really unique pieces from a local artist, or Etsy, or even make something yourself. And in the long run, you get a lot more for your money when you have a cool, original piece that nobody else has in their house. I hope this video helps you avoid some really mistakes sh- when designing your own house. I'll tell you, I, didn't, I never
0: really heard about that furniture sets, but in a way that makes some sense.
2: You know, and I, a, I just I, cup I, cup. I, I can't hear you guys. All I hear is background music when those videos play, like some kind of like elevator music that's running.
0: Mm. Well, that that guy was basically um, talking about how to stage a luxury home and what not to do. Oh. So one of the the floors was one of the things, but one of the things he said was not having a matching furniture set in your bedrooms. So like you went to, you know, Ashley furniture and just bought whatever was in that uh, little area versus more of the uh, eclectic look, I would say, um, where it's, it, it, I guess it doesn't give you a a collection or look, uh, very expensive. So I don't know. I, I, I guess I didn't think of that, but I guess when I do look at that, it, uh, It doesn't excite me as much as something that looks like it was you know uh, kind of pieced together and a little more exciting
1: yeah hey what about the gray uh wood flooring chris
0: yeah i think that was more of a a lower lower end lvp type thing a vinyl product um, that he was talking about you got to get some wood grains in it at least um, and depends. I mean, in a luxury home, you you can't do that. You just you just can't. Uh, at least in our market, you can't do that. So, boy, Andy gets all these new angles. We get hands in the way. It looks really yeah. Look at them.
2: I can't. I'm, sorry guys, I'm being a jerk. I should really have prepared.
0: <laughs> what are you trying to do? Is that on the dashboard?
2: Yes, yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to mute it because Nick's telling me to mute it, and all I can hear is background music and
1: <laughs> Andy participate. Andy, in 2024, what makes your house look cheap? Uh, Interior design, uh, construction. Uh, Interior design, well, I think
2: cheap materials for sure. I think people come into new construction looking for new innovations, um, technology. They like to see what's the best, most energy efficient. Um, And when builders don't display that, they just display what was on sale through their supplier. I think it, it hurts them.
0: Flush panel doors if I'm talking existing homes, I would say that's a big one to be yeah. So that gives it away gold, not gold, but bronze um, hardware, um, the fixtures, the gold gold fixtures, not the what do they call it now the new gold um, not that because that's that's pretty um, but um, the old brass looking stuff. that doesn't go well.
2: Agreed. I think that that uh, that kind of uh, the nickel-plated kind of brass or whatever it is, where it's uh, like a brushed brass, it, it, and when it, it seems to be lighter though too, it's not such a golden gold. You know, it's it's a lighter, almost. You know, I don't know. I like it. I, I think it's cool.
0: What do you think of oak, Andy?
2: You know, I, mean, I think it's coming back. I, I think that it's just. What's interesting is that for years oak has been cool when it's quarter sawn or it has you know the right. Uh, shape of the panel when it's used in a like almost like a nordic or uh scandinavian style it works really well um and then when you get back into the arch top cabinets and then people immediately think of it as being 70 80s, you know kind of stuff so i think in the right application and the right design it works very well and i think you're going to see it come back again
0: i think the stain color and how much of it you have is a is a big thing. So if you have if you have a ton of it, it's good to maybe hit some pieces and enamel them, um, and or even try a, a different color stain. I mean, if it's a you know the old honey oak type thing, that's just not it's it's not. dependent on price point, again, but uh, and and if it's in good shape, I mean, that's the other thing. If I if I have oak and people don't want to change it, then what I what I do is really let's polish this stuff up and make it look as best as we can because up and looks good and it's clean is is gonna be a positive influence on a potential purchaser, so. And I would also limit the number of photos that you do um, if it's all completely oak. So if uh, it's just like throwing it, kind of like hitting them in the head with it constantly, you know, and you hit on that stuff and, and maybe it's just you get better angles or different angles that doesn't, they can tell what it is, but it's not like, Hey, it's just on this fireplace that's got a whole oak mantle surrounded with all these cabinets. You might want to take it back from it and, and grab the windows and have it off to the side kind of thing. So I got a thumbs
2: up.
1: What about yeah. his- I'll just go like this or like this? <laughs> what about his comment on the artwork? You know, the basic artwork you get at those stores, or do you get some local stuff to freshen it up, make it look uh, more unique? Yeah, you
2: know, I think that with, in my world, um, I don't, I, I guess I haven't really ever looked at that as a, uh, as part of the staging. See, my level of staging is more um, allowing the house to, to really showcase itself, you know, creating uh, clear pathways, comfortable things that blend in, let the house be the showcase. Um, I think, though, that sometimes, like Chris is saying, when you get into those uh, houses where they, they are exceptional and they deserve something really cool. Um, it's fun to do, but I just, I, I think for a majority of my clients over the years, it's been really a focus on clearing paths, decluttering, cleaning, and, you know, um, artwork is something that's probably one of the last things I touch.
0: Well, Andy, we've talked many times when, we, when we're looking at these houses and, and, and saying, hey, what would we do with them? A lot of things that we talk about is removing a lot of that art, and uh, the reason we're doing it is we're trying to make it someone else's new home. Uh, versus their home and how they did it. And sometimes that art will really um, throw people off and like they can't look at it. just like, you know what? Remember the one that had all the Christmas trees set up? It was like all year round. It was like in summer. And we, yeah. couldn't, we couldn't stop talking about that. And But yet it was some really high-end decorating stuff that they had. <laughs> but it was like we couldn't get past it. And so if you can't get past it, that that becomes a problem. You know, I was at a house uh, the other day and they, they did it beautifully. It's really nice, but it's just, it's too much. And so we have to really kind of like take it down and, and cool it, you know, the 2008 paint color type stuff, which it looks really good. But when you add that to a bunch of stuff with it, it, it just kind of, it gets overshadowed. And so. Um, it's, it's our job as agents in which to be able to let those sellers know, but sometimes in high end houses, you got to have some of that stuff, uh, to get people to believe that it's high
2: end too. So. It, it, merchandising, right? It's like, it, it's just like a retail store. They don't have those mannequins in that store just for fun. That's to show you exactly how it looks, fits, feels, and you got to do the same thing sometimes with real estate.
0: You got it. And it's a, and it, I'll tell you what, it's a real trick. In which to be able to do that and, and present it to a seller and not make it sound like their stuff stinks. I mean, it's a, it's a real trick because you got to, hey, this is great, but how we sell and how we live are two different things. What we're trying to do is we're trying to sell to a, the, a number of people to hopefully get more people involved to be able to drive that price up and make you more money. And so you almost have to look at that house as a hey, it is it is your showroom versus your home at that point. It's not your house anymore and that we have to go in and and, and create what we, we think is going to make the most amount of money. Now, some sellers don't want to do that, which is, I mean, which is fine. That's up to them, but it's our job to be able to tell them that because if we don't and uh, they end up failing or it sits for a while because we didn't tell them, I mean, now it's on us. So
1: I believe it's on us. that's Speaking about those luxury homes, we're gonna to go to one of the top listings in the state. Breezy Point, and why is It's gonna be brought to you by Chris Ruddy Home Experts.
0: I was just one years old when my family started in real estate, where both my parents were agents. They also dabbled in investing in real estate, rentals, flips, and construction. After college, I went right into getting my license in July of 1990. As a 23-year-old agent in an industry that looks nothing like today, I had to know more for my clients to choose me. There wasn't Zillow or social media to tell them how good I was. I had to win them over with knowledge. With knowledge comes confidence and with confidence comes results. Hi, this bad boy just
1: came on the market. Uh, It's been on the market for six days.
2: Wow.
1: (laughs) Oh boy. That seems like, uh,
0: that's a, give me a map, Nick. Okay, go in a little, go in a little more. That's why is that of A, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Boy, that's a, I mean, obviously, when you get into a house like this, I mean, it's not 12 and a half million more than likely you're going to have to kind of make it to your own um so i think that this is actually kind of a bargain um for what it has and i'm sure they're um making sure that someone who's going to come in understands they're going to put six eight million dollars into it it's going to be a 20 million dollar estate but i mean that's in a a a great spot looks like the land um, is is huge it's feet. I mean, this is this is someone that money doesn't really um, affect them. When was it built? 80, was that
2: eighty-eight?
0: Look at that, Andy. Only eighty thousand a month if you finance that thing. I I'm in. Hey, Bab. I think us and you know eighty of our friends could do that. All right, let's see some photos. What it, did it sell ever before?
1: Yep, I can't. I can't see this. Oh, $4, million. 4 million in 19, or five million in nineteen ninety-eight. That was just a lot. I guarantee it. I
0: mean, that house is that house you couldn't build for twenty million today. Just the house. So, all right, let's go through some of those photos. Okay. I did not see this one.
1: Come on, Hey, Andy. When you want to talk? Just uh, wave your hand so then I'll unmute you. See, those are, I mean, those are all copper. You know, they've obviously turned a little little
0: different color. You see all the uh, the run marks on the cedar shakes as well that are kind of coming off there. So that's all got to get cleaned up. Um, wow.
1: Yeah, for this kind of listing, why wouldn't they do that?
0: Because it's, it's, it's probably, there's so much to do in it. Oh. let's keep going. This is one too. I gotta see how big this lot is because this is one too that it might the, the lot value alone um, It was 3.87 acres. Yeah I mean that lot value is, is probably the, the lot value. I don't know if it can be subdivided or not, but um, there's another one that sold over on um, on Wayzata Bay that was 12 million dollars as well and that it was able to do three different lots yeah so that's an estate type place you're the person that's probably gonna buy this is probably gonna get rid of that house wow yeah, yeah. they might use that for the Bobcats though but I guarantee you that's what's happening let's go inside like, I'm very curious
1: they said it's like an English Manor
0: yeah that that they have that little little area up in the front kind of like a a gathering area before you actually enter the house let's see what i mean when you go into that kind of house I mean, just there's so much to do it's going to be a a grand renovation or it's going to be a tear down for uh, somebody so can you imagine having that kind of money to be able to do that nope and and the vision so let's just say you were going to redo that particular house how you wanted it to your own, but look at that land. I mean, it's crazy.
2: I probably would have put it closer to the lake.
0: Well, I think the next person probably will.
2: You really think they're going to level a twelve million dollar house? Yep. Wow. Yep.
0: I mean, where where that sits? I mean, I know I know of one that just sold sold um, two years ago. And it was, uh, gosh, I think it was eleven million. I and I think they could have, I think they could get it into three different lots um, if they wanted to. But it was a single lot that went for eleven. Um, and uh, had no house on it. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, if they were going to sell this as a house, or they thought this the house was the sale, I think they would have um, cleaned up that outside or not made it so prominent, but. They're trying to let people see the estate aspect of this. I mean, it's obviously it's nice. I mean, we wouldn't be tearing it down; we'd be paid eighty thousand a month to live there.
2: Yeah, man, that, the house is just so full of character. It, I know. It's it's cool. I like it the way it is, man. I wasn't real fond of the entryway, but
0: yeah, with the stairs,
2: yeah.
1: So what kind of money does a person who would buy this and tear it down have I mean hundreds yeah. of millions
0: totally this is this is generational money yeah you know, this is money that it's it's all paid for and then they just you don't know, pay the taxes but I mean alone on the taxes I mean what are the taxes on this neck does it say
2: 70 80 grand a year
0: I bet I, I bet you more hundred and doesn't says 12 billion, 3.4 acres. No, we'll get, I think the taxes are on the, on the bottom. No price history. Keep going. There you go. Oh, you're right, Andy. It's all, it's only assessed on 6.8 million. I mean, that's going to be a lot higher. I was thinking it'd be 120 to 150. I mean, there's houses on that lake that have $350,000 in taxes, just property tax alone.
2: That's insane.
0: Yeah,
2: I would have a hotline going right to the mayor for that kind of money a year.
0: How about that little master suite there?
2: That's decent.
0: Not not shabby.
2: I would do bunk beds. Um, if that was my. You'd, name.
0: you'd have a hotline right to the mayor.
2: I'd also just, have a water slide in there.
0: You'd have a slide. Yeah. Totally. Totally. But you can see, I mean, it was uh, ungodly, beautiful in 1988, but I mean, things have changed now, um, (laughs) technology and, and, uh, design architecture, you know, that, uh, I mean, you never know. I, I, I like it more as we go through it. That's for sure. I mean, that's very particular to, to somebody, um, and how they did that design. And I think that's what you see in these houses, that people do it um, for what they want. And It doesn't matter. They're not thinking about reselling it.
2: Oh, so that's cool. A lap pool. Double decker?
0: Yeah. Well, you got a you got a lap pool, but you got a little mezzanine to kind of watch the swimmers, I guess.
2: I hope it's deep down there because you and I would be cannonballing. Totally. We'd race. The
0: There's racing lanes. We'd be totally racing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of that's called an exercise pool, Andy, with a hot tub.
2: You and I would have jet skis down there.
0: Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh, that's where we would be for sure. Oh Working. yeah. Totally. Oh man. I look at the the I mean, nowadays you wouldn't have those uh lower ceilings in a in a lower level either. And that was yeah. That was normal back then. You know, they didn't do the high ceilings, which they do now. <laughs>
2: feels like an old, like Wisconsin pub down in the basement.
0: Super cool. Yeah. I mean, just try to build that house, Andy. I mean, there's no way you'd do it under $20 million.
2: No. It's got to be at least 1,000
0: square foot. It has to be. But, boy, you bring all the, that copper back to life. Well, look at that. Did uh, you, you, you guys snoop and see who owns it? I mean, why wouldn't you have a tennis court? yeah i didn't i didn't i did this is the first time i'm seeing it but definitely doesn't look like it could be subdivided so
1: who's got it listed nick does it say i have to look that one up yeah that's what i was gonna ask too how does uh, an agent get one of these houses you just know the right person or they're their personal agents reputation
0: typically um comes in there there's a lot of people that market that lake um that do a lot of uh high-end stuff meredith hall jeff doing
1: uh listed adam listed by uh, timothy c lovett coldwell banker and mia birdsley okay
0: that they're, they're not the normal ones but um that they probably they probably know them um but yeah or they've done stuff for them in the in the past but um, usually, you know, there's some there's some agents there that do a, a lot of stuff on the lake. Just like uh, Kramer & Sons builds a lot of them. You know, so they always kind of, people say, well, I better talk to them. And then they talk to them and then they end up, you know, if they get them or don't get them. But, um, God, they, their signs are everywhere on that lake now. It used to not be as much. I mean, Denali and all those other guys used to be, there's a lot of them. They still do some, but Kramer & Sons is Unbelievable.
1: All right. Hey, we're going to get into the four coolest underrated Minnesota Lakes. Andy, you're going to be taking over this. We'll play your conversion.
2: Hey guys, Andy Prasky with Remax and the Preferred Home Team. If your house didn't sell before the listing expired, you probably are feeling a little frustrated. And I understand, it's a hard spot to be in. Let me run down a few options for you. When your house hasn't sold, you can take it off the market completely, sell it yourself, or work with an agent to relist it. If this is a bit overwhelming, here's what I'll tell you. There's probably a reason you wanted to move, so deciding you're not going to move isn't really putting your needs first. And while you can try to sell it yourself, it's an involved process, and if you're already stressed because it didn't sell the first time, taking on the pressure of selling it on your own may be more than you wanna tackle. Option three is to relist it. Now, I know you didn't have a great experience, and I wanna change that. I'm here to listen and offer advice. Let's connect so that you can have a partner who can help you make a plan to help you make your next real estate move. Call me Andy P. I'd love to help you on your real estate journey today.
0: Andy P. Whoa. I like Andy P
1: a little while. Hi guys. Hey, this is a little article. My bad. This is a little article written um, for the more underrated lakes in Minnesota. We've talked about Big Marine Lake, but this is the first one. Andy, what do you think? Um, marine. which
2: lake is it?
0: It's Marine Marine on St. Croix. Oh, it's
1: that's
2: right a
0: town. River. Yeah.
2: That's a beautiful town.
0: It is. It's a that to me is like the quintessential uh river town or lake town. Yep. It just gives you that that feel of it in the city.
2: Yeah, so. between there and a uh, little north of there, you have Scandia. And Scandia is gorgeous, too. And just rolling hills and beautiful. And it's a little trickier to get to those areas. That's why I think they're quiet. You know, obviously, they're not, you know, straight north of Stillwater. You get into that marina on the St. Croix there and that area and all the lakes. And it's quiet. It's beautiful. Lots of trees. Lots of character with the landscape. Um, if you're looking for something unique where you don't feel like you're living in the city, that'd be a great spot for you. And and I don't think that there's really, um, you know, like you and I, Chris, at uh I know it was about a year ago or so, a couple years ago, we went out and we've been at houses that are in the 10 to $20 million range in those areas. And so it's, uh, it's definitely beautiful. Um, I, I think the marketplace will handle um, your investment level regardless of how high you want to go. I think you're set. And um, yeah, I think it's a great area.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is nice, really nice. Lake Rebecca in Rockford, Minnesota in the West. You heard of this one?
3: Uh no,
2: I, I've been around it. I haven't been I haven't had the opportunity yet or the privilege of selling on there yet, but it's a uh, something that um, you know that Rockford area is kind of the the I don't know, it'll become hot over the next couple of years. It's what are you, fifteen miles out of or two miles out of it's Plymouth?
0: Not that far out. It really isn't.
2: Right. And I think that it'll eventually get popular as long as they keep improving your uh, your freeway or highway system out there. So, you know, you get 55 or whatever, 394 going west and you'll be fine, so.
0: Says it's a swan refuge. Yeah,
1: park reserve too, yep.
0: Wow, free wow. flying trumpeter swans may be seen there year round. Wow. Did,
1: did, I, did I ever tell you guys that
2: a trumpeter swan, and I'm not joking with you, a couple of weeks ago flew into our house, actually hit our window in our office and we thought somebody was coming through the window And it was a it was a sick juvenile um, uh, trumpeter swan and hit that. So, of course, we call. They come out and they they picked them up and they said something was wrong with them before he hit the house. Um, And uh, yeah, there's a ton in Champlain. That's what I was going to say. Along the river there, all the way up through like Elk River, Monticello, it's just full of swans. They they look like, uh, you know, like the old uh, Canadian geese are in some areas, you know. Do they hang out
0: on your pond?
2: Rarely. They, they, um, when they're in the breeding season, they'll Sweet. come in there looking for nesting areas. Um, but we've never had a set a pair nest in there yet.
3: Interesting. Hey, yeah. how about
1: Horseshoe Lake in Mission, Minnesota? First of all, I, I've, I've never, never heard of been in it.
0: Well, it's right by Cross Lake, west of Pelican oh, okay. Lake, which is home to the popular I Breezy Point it. Resort. It's That's called Horseshoe Lake is Breezy Point Resort. Oh, wow.
1: So it used to be called Sandbar too. Oh,
2: okay. Interesting. Yeah, I apologize. We're (laughs) We're under power lines going up a hill. Um, Yes, I have never honestly heard of that lake, but I know the the Pelican Lake area very well, Chris and I. Um, I know Chris does too. And the Pelican Lake area is fantastic. And like you said, Breezy Point's right there, lots of golf courses. Um, I believe that's now the home of Mark Pedig and uh, some of those guys up that way. So,
0: big Brent Anderson,
2: Brent. Oh, yeah, uh, I don't know if he's up in Breezy down in uh, Lakeshore on uh, he's right on uh, Lake Margaret.
0: He's yeah, he's he just keeps climbing up the he just keeps going. That guy, well, he's a st-
2: He's one of those guys that understands the value of relationships and is out there actually networking every week and, you know, doing what you need to do as a real estate agent to grow your business, for sure.
1: Yeah, both good guys. They're great Fairmont, guys. Fairmont Chain of Lakes in Fairmont, Minnesota?
2: You know, actually, there's some lake lots down there that were just offered to us not too long ago um, that are in the 150s, and uh beautiful lake locks in the 150s and so um you have more of a farm lake feel down that way you know the they're not as deep um they're g- in general not all of them but in, in some of them are not as deep and uh, you have where you are um they're not the the up north lakes but you're close to the cities and you can have a, a house on the lake and pontoon and have fun and all that good stuff as long as you're not as picky with the water clarity
0: i'll tell you what i like too i think that if it's for me and it was a cabin i i really like like the chain of lakes when it has multiple lakes and it says that does there's five of them and uh, i just think that is more intrigue and you know you can actually go out on your boat and I, I live on prior lake which is great it's a metro lake but um you know you can only go in a couple circles so long before you're kind of like all right that, that was great you know let's let's move on so i kind of like that whole chain of lakes kind of concept
2: Yeah. I think it's cool. You know, just having a variety to get to. And I, I haven't navigated the lake, so I don't know how easy it is to get from place to place, but I'm sure there's some of our listeners or, you know, people that know us that would guide us on that. I just know that there's lots available and uh, they're affordable and uh, it'd be a fun way to get on a lake close to the cities, um, you know, within that hour commute.
1: I was going to ask, so all the lakes in Minnesota, how hard is it to like get the water and make a a lake that isn't really populated, uh, like feasible? like all the different, uh, um, septics and and whatnot. Is it complicated?
0: Yeah. I mean, everyone has their own little rules and regulations. Um, I mean, there's, I, I sold one up in grand Marais. I mean that they didn't even, I mean, they, there's no plumbing. Everyone had outhouses on it, you know? I mean, that's, that to me is a little, little too much. I watched, I watch that kind of stuff on TV. I don't want to live that, but, uh, Andy, when you up in Canada, you guys had the same. You guys had the same stuff, but I mean, there's a there's a lot of lakes. But you know, I was just watching a, a show that was it was like on Netflix, and it was going to come up, and it was something about Alaska, and they said there's like a million lakes in Alaska. Wow, I mean, think about that. We're like the big ten thousand, which is it's more than ten thousand. There's a million lakes in uh, Alaska. I couldn't
2: believe that. Well, it's, just, it's almost as big as most of the United States, so it's huge. But
0: yeah, yeah. So,
2: anyways, crazy. So uh, we didn't really thing. know
0: much about any of those lakes.
2: I I, uh, I try to keep it authentic, and uh <laughs> I what I would do. So for, here's an example, guys. So let's say that somebody does call me and say, "Hey, I want to know this area, or I wanna I wanna look at this uh, lake, or I want to look at this area." First thing I do is I do a little research, and I decide if I can make. Guide them on the right decisions. Is there enough information there for me as an agent to guide them? Do I have resources? Do I have a Chris Rooney in that town? Do I have a Mark Pediger, or, a, you know, Brent Anderson or whoever that I can go to and ask questions? If I don't, first thing I would do is probably try to find somebody local that I can either partner with or I could refer to a, um, and and work with. So that's a key thing is, is that um, when you're getting into an area you're not familiar with, Again, in real, sorry, guys. My <laughs> wife got a hot foot. Um, the uh, she, she squealed out that, yeah, okay. Um, okay. the idea there is that they, they have the um, the expertise, local knowledge, and in real estate, you make money when you buy, you don't make money when you sell. So, you do want to have that um, I- that information on the front end before you make a buying decision,
0: yeah, Andy. I was just at well, exactly what you just said, and I was at one in Clearwater, you know St. Cloud State was my, my uh, Harvard on the Hill college that I was at and uh, wasn't far from there. But have you're of long lake in Clearwater? There's a lot of long lakes, but uh, it's actually a really kind of a neat lake and uh, I really kind of looked at it. And I think that it's uh, it's going to be a, uh, a definite uh, metro type purchaser possibly and or there so um i think i'm gonna i'm gonna do that one and uh it was uh kind of you get a lot of house for you know what the money is and then i mean you're talking it's maybe i mean from your house it's a 35 minute 40 minute drive it's nothing you know to go to a cabin and it's a nice it's a it's a long lake um but it's really good for boating there's good um disparity of uh values as well. I mean, some people have pole barns and some people have really super nice, luxury, brand new houses. So um, kind of a fun little thing and not too far out of town, so.
2: I tell you, with people now, a lot of people that work remote or they only have to go in two days a week, I think you're going to see more and more people wandering out into that one hour circle around the cities. And, you know, for a couple of days out of the week, if you could live on a beautiful lake and have, uh, you know, a great little piece of heaven, your little slice, and uh and make it work I think it's a great great plan
1: yeah
0: yeah Hi,
1: we'll do uh one more here we had someone selling their home appraisal came in 40k under our agreed upon price and we're supposed to close next week advice I think the buyers are starting to be a little worried how do you guys deal with this uh, situation
0: I mean again the appraisals for your lender so it's your lender's appraisal telling you what they feel the house is worth and they're going to lend you money on, uh, the terms that, uh, they want, which would, you know, more likely be 20% down on the lesser of the appraised value or the purchase price. So, um, you can try to, you can try to fight it, give them comps, um, to try to do it. But, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be so worried about, oh my gosh, the house is worth, we overpaid for it $40,000. I don't look at it that way. I mean, because some appraisers just look differently. Um, usually your a realtor should um, prepare that appraiser. I mean, if there's any question on value, they, they need to give them comps or show them how they, they got to that point. I mean, we're doing it on the lake all the time because the lake prices um, you know really fluctuate and it's not necessarily always the house. It might be the land that it's sitting on that all of a sudden that's worth two hundred thousand more because obviously our lake shore is flatter. And the other one that looks bigger and like a a better house. And so you have to, you have to help the appraisers along and they're only doing what they're supposed to be doing and how they're supposed to be doing it with the bank. So um, there's a lot of ways in which to be able to get around that and fight.
2: Yeah. And I I also, as a listing agent, you know, I, I tell you this, this is the hardest thing for us because we go out and meet a client for the first time. We're trying to impress them, have them hire us and give them the news of what their house is really worth. And honest real estate agents will tell you what your house is really worth. And I think the problem we have is that a lot of agents will not tell you what your house is really worth. They'll let you it for what you want. So when your house comes in under $30,000 on an appraisal, that means your real estate agent probably didn't do a good job of coaching you on values per se, or um, there's a lot of good comparables in that area, assuming that the appraisal um, is accurate or whatever. But the other thing is, is that, you know, with FHA, like for buyers there, They're allowed out the FHA escape closet they have. They're allowed out of that FHA. Sorry again, my wife just has this hot foot. Um, The uh, (laughs) just floors it, and the the camera comes flying at me. Um, The uh, anyway, so going back to FHA. So FHA appraisals are good for up to I believe it's six months. Um, So even if you have an appraisal done on the property, and you say, you know what, we're going to reject your financing. Your appraisal came in low. We're going to reject your offer now. We're going to let you out of this. You're right. And you let them go. That appraisal is still stuck there. So if another buyer comes in using FHA financing, they're going to use that same appraisal. So FHA is a problem. Conventional, I've had pushback before where we've actually told people to go to a different lender that's actually going to work with us instead of having a lender that's fighting us and just saying, well, it is what it is. Good luck, guys. And so we've had that as well. And I'm sure you too, Chris, have had that where we as a a listing agent say we need a new uh, representative here from a bank that, that will take accountability for the customization, the pools the views, the whatever it is that can help us get that higher appraisal so the deal can happen.
0: Well I think that's really important from from an agent perspective is, is what we do is you got to have contingencies in place and then how do you how do you work with them? Um, I've got um, a lender that also works with a bank and that they will allow um, seller holdbacks and stuff like that as well. And so it's like if we can't get that appraisal to work, but hey, it is what it's worth, and the buyer wants to buy it, and the seller is not going to take less for it. Maybe the seller will finance that extra forty thousand for them and hold on yeah. to it. And so you got a you got a you got a problem. Now we got to deal with it. How do we deal with it? You know, first thing is you want to go after that appraisal and see if you can get that changed. But then you yeah. got to start looking at other alternatives too. So,
2: well, and you know that's the same thing, Chris. As a list, I keep going to the listing agents because I do more of that. Um, well, that's why I'll favor an offer that has 30% down versus an offer that has 4% or 3%. Why? You know what I mean?
0: Why? Well, because why?
2: when the appraisal comes in low, they're not going to care. They're still going to close the deal. The thing sometimes,
0: still happens. And sometimes there's no appraisal.
2: But yeah. And that too, yeah. the waiver.
0: Yep. So, yep, yep. But that's, I mean, and that that is where, I hate to say it, but that's where the experience comes into play. And someone who's done it multiple times had had it happen to them multiple times. And I think that's the the thing that's good is that, hey, we've had all these crappy things happen to us and now we don't want them to happen anymore. And so we're able to protect them. I mean, I that's what I sell all the time. It's a, it's a lot of, um, you know, anyone can sell a house. It's being able to, when, when the problem arises, how is it going to be handled? And, uh, you know, and after the fact, how are you going to handle that? So, yeah.
2: Yep, facts. I like it. I, I think that it's, you know, but every working row like they all the old rowing the boat in the same direction, right? So we get what we want to get it to close and to be successful and so.
1: Yep. Win win. Awesome. Andy, are there E V chargers on Pilgrim's Point yet? Big Greg says it.
2: What does he mean E V?
1: Electric cars, electric vehicles.
2: Oh chargers? No, yep. they uh they expect you to bike out there.
0: <laughs> that's a nature lake now.
2: Yeah, we're going to we're going to outlaw boating on that lake and uh
0: that's why Andy's putting a tent on there with an outhouse. It's it's yeah. uh he's going green. Yep.
2: Only only organic picnics um are allowed on that point and uh no. It, you know what? I out on that point I'm sure at some point in time um you know electric vehicles uh people I think a lot of people assume that that's for free and what's interesting is that it's not. So, even the guys, I mean, Chris, you can attest to this. Sometimes you get the free charge, whatever, with your package you bought, but most people don't. Most people have to pay to charge their cars. So, and if it's a fast charge or a rapid charge, you pay even more. So, like, if there's an opportunity to make money by charging cars, I'm sure they will.
0: Absolutely. They get 34 to 36 cents a kilowatt from what, what right. I was seeing. I actually got, I actually did, I have, when I got my, I have a Tesla and when I got my Tesla, I, my deal was I get free supercharging forever for the life of that car. And while well, then they just did a deal where they said, Hey, if you want to trade this in or just buy a different one, we'll switch that supercharging over. So I did. And this charger now gets 400 miles. I get 400 miles, but I had to go to the charger. Cause I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of this. And it says that it'll do 200 miles in 15 minutes. Wow. So it's there and mine had to charge um like 260 miles, 25 minutes. I was done. I was wow. unbelievable. Cool. Yeah. It was like Weeps. wait. And that so that would have been, I mean, per kilowatt, I think it was like, I don't know, 51 kilowatts or something. So it would have been like what uh 18, 20 dollars um in which to be able to do that. So I'm like, hell yeah, I'm gonna start doing that. I'm gonna take advantage of it. I'd probably only use the charger four times in my life because I always have it at my home. But but yeah, they're not doing it for free, sure. that's for sure.
2: Yeah, no, they. Uh, you get to that point of where you have, um, I was at a party the other night and I know you got a kick out of it because they were literally multiple electric car owners were at this party. We had, one guy had the new uh, GMC Hummer electric vehicle which everybody was talking about. And he was he was saying the quality is unbelievable. The miles they say you can go is accurate there's no like like tesla has kind of a bad reputation for saying we go 400 miles and it goes 360 because you drive it harder and so that's their you know only thing they can pick on so that's what they pick on right and and then we had a guy there with a rivian and there was a guy there that was in the process of buying a uh a fisker um which i you know i don't know so it's an interesting party but i just saw one of those of the guys, first time. They, they weren't interested in the electric as much as they're interested in the cool technology that comes with those cars because they know that you're a technology junkie if you buy an electric car so that there's a lot of technology in those cars that we're not getting oh. with our gas-powered cars so
0: no it's crazy the technology that you get and i always tell people and they all say I'm, I'm i'm full of crap um when i say this but i saw a Tesla at a parking lot and i'm like i like that car i'm gonna find out what the hell it is yeah i I never knew until i went to go test drive it that it was electric i believe what but then you you hit the i mean you hit the pedal and it and it's like you you can't give it up it's crazy
2: well that's all these guys they also had alternative cars and so they were they're doing this as a toy they're not making this their main commuter or whatever but
1: you know great well first yeah. episode of 2024 i'm glad people came here to join it click that link our website's full episodes share it give us a like if you want to buy or sell you know who to call and send in any questions each week I thanks mean, for I putting up with me
2: and hotfoot here
1: hotfoot did good
0: are you are you in farmington now
2: yeah we are not or vehicles in one piece um got here very fast got here in under an hour <laughs> i see that wow so yeah. all right have a good day